we're doing a series at the moment um, called Good Gifts from a Good God. Um, and uh, we kicked off last week, Dan started us off on that, and uh, I have the pleasure of kind of taking this next section. I think it'd be really good for us just to get straight into the scripture, uh, which is in Corinthians 12. Read the scripture, and then uh, we're going to launch off from there. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are a variety of ministries, but the same Lord. There are a variety of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effects of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another distinguishing of spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of the tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually just as he wills. I'm going to pray. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are a good God. And we thank you, God, that you don't just keep it to yourself, but your heart and your desires to share your very being with us, uh, that we may know you more and that others may know you and come into the joy and the, uh, as we were just hearing in the psalm, the pleasant places that you have for us. Uh, Lord, you want to build up your church. And I pray right now you be with us. Uh, you speak through me in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so before we get on to these um, uh, two particular gifts in I'm going to be talking about today, which is uh, prophecy and the discernment of spirits, okay? Uh, I want to look at what Paul is saying to the Corinthian church and how these gifts are distributed, okay? We live in a world where distribution is something we hear every day. This week, uh, I had to buy a new vacuum cleaner, okay? Uh, The old one had started to play up. Part of it was working, part of it wasn't. Um, Frantically, I tried to find that receipt from several years ago that I was sure I was going to get my hands on. I spent hours and hours going through all my old kind of receipts and stuff, trying to find that warranty. I rang up, Vax said, you know, here it is. They said, yes, yes, yes. As long as you get the receipt, Mr. Clinton Brown, we can sort it out and we'll find the part and da 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 and it's completely free. And I kind of looked and looked and no avail, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, I was faced with the thing, I'm going to have to buy another one. Hey-ho, obviously I'm thinking, this time I need to make sure I keep the receipt somewhere, <laughs> duplicate it so that I've actually got it for the next time. Um, and... Um, so, you, you know, you go online and you kind of book the thing and, uh, you know, it comes to your doorstep via a distribution centre. If you're not in, um, what happens? You get a little card 
that gets posted through your little box that says, uh, sorry, uh, we've decided to send it back to the depot or something like that. And then you look at where is that depot? Oh, sure, it's just around the corner. No, it's right on the other side of town. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, anyway, you, you know how it works. Um, so Paul is saying that the, the same Lord, the same Spirit, distributes these gifts. The same Spirit, the same Lord, meaning the Father, the Son, the Spirit, being one, distributes these gifts to the church for the common good. So they're not different spirits. It's not a different, you know, it's not a different part of God. It's the same God. We all know that this Trinitarian, altogether in unison, God sends out these gifts to the church. Now, we could get the idea that he gives us particular gifts. You'd be wondering why I have this very fetching <laughs> gift package. <laughs> you might have given me one of these, and this might be the very package that you gave it to us. <laughs> I can't remember now, so there we go. Uh, <laughs> um, and we might sort of think, okay, it's kind of like, okay, God gives me, oh, wow, wonderful, sort of, you know, like the online thing, and you kind of like open it up. Oh, what, what is my gift? Uh, and so we sort of, we have a gift, and I'm going to kind of give some of these out. Uh, so uh, here we go, Naomi. Why don't you take that one there? You're going to have to read what's inside it and over the side. So somebody else. Uh, Lydia, one of you. That's it. Great. Okay, so you've got your gift. Okay, so, uh, and I've got this one. Okay, so... Um, Lydia, do you want to start us off and tell us, what is your gift? Wisdom. Wisdom. There you go. Well, let's hear from wisdom. And you could feel that actually, okay, and my gift is wisdom. And so, so God comes. He's wanting to bless the church for the common good, to build it up. And actually, so what do we need? We need a bit of wisdom now. So we, where do we turn? We turn to Mrs. Wisdom. Go up to come. Let's have it. And then we're going to have over here, Naomi, what have we got? Tongues. Okay, we're going to have some tongues. We had some tongues this morning. And we could think, oh, we need a bit of tongues. Let's kind of talk to this particular person. Let's talk to Naomi. We need, no, she's not here. So, you know, what are we going to do? <clears throat> well, maybe we've got to turn to Matthew, what have you got? Okay, I've got prophecy. Okay, so in I come, and I can kind of bring some prophecy. And we could see it a bit like that. But that's not actually a very good example of how God gives out these gifts. And I, I really wanted this to work, and I kind of actually bought this online at one of those centers that I was telling you about, <coughs> where the person in charge is actually the richest person in the world now. I see this week. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I try to make this work, and I was kind of like, this is great. Uh, this is after I got in touch with Dave Hill in terms of thinking, well, I need somebody who's a physics teacher who's actually got one of these things. It's not Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Pink Floyd, no. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a prism. Okay, so, um, turn that off. So, it's more, it's more like this, okay, and God comes, and he shines his light, and here we are, and we pick up what is God saying today? 
What is God wanting to speak to us? God is wanting to come in for the common good, to bless the church today. <clears throat> and we pick it up and it's like different, different distribution, different manifestation of the Spirit. And some of those manifestations are tongues and wisdom and prophecy and healing and miracles and so on that we've read about, okay? So, but it's not just given to one person to sort of like, this is my gift, so I'm kind of, I am the master of, you know, healings. It's actually given, as we'll see, to everyone so that everyone can actually, God brings his, brings in his light, as it were, his spirit, he brings it in so that anyone here can actually say, actually, God could use me this morning. And this morning I might be orange. I might be tongues. Or I might, you know, next time I might be green. You know, (laughs) I might bring some wisdom here or a kind of prophecy here. So there's a kind of, it's, it's, it's everyone. So it's not just, they're not just set people. But as the church comes together, God brings his spirit in for the common good. And we're actually reflecting that into the church. Okay, you got that point? Um, It's for the building up of the church. It's for the building up. Now the word um, can be the edification Okay, but it's actually the same word. We actually have, um, it says in um, verse 11, uh, but for one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, as he wills. I love that. As he wills. Put the emphasis on it. As he wills. This is, an, this is a scary and exciting bit. Okay, It's particularly scary for the person leading the meeting. Um, how do we know? I'm gonna, you know as we heard it this morning. It's a good example. I was thankful for many of the things we had this morning because I thought it really helps kind of uh, show exactly how it works. And so Andy gets up and he says, okay, got this tongue. I'm going to wait for the interpretation. He has no idea whether he's going to get that interpretation or not. It's like, well, let's hope somebody gets this, <laughs> get the interpretation, the gift of interpretation. Who's, who's going to get it today? Okay. And there's an there's a unknown bit. This is quite a special part of our meeting. Okay. It's very unlike coffee. Okay, you can see the coffee cups. And later on, we're going to have coffee. Okay? Wouldn't it be strange if we sort of said, okay, and now we're going to have... Well, actually, we're not quite sure if we're going to have coffee yet. We're going to just wait and see whether, <coughs> whether somebody's kind of going to kind of move in the coffee anointing and, <coughs> you, know, <laughs> it's, you know... Thankfully, we just organize it. 
and it, and it happens on time, exactly. And, and much of what we do is like that, so that, you know, we, although there is some spontaneity in the worship, um, and Rachel could have just said, okay, I'm going to change song, I was going to have that song, I'm now going to go that way. So there, there can be spontaneity in it. A lot of it is actually worked out, they've practiced, they know what they're going to do. And the same with the preaching. I know what I'm going to do, I've got my notes. I can go off-piste, and often I do, but it's actually... <laughs> but actually there's a sense of actually quite a lot of beforehand waiting on God and, and, and following what God's saying there. Here, and I want to, I'm trying to kind of raise the point that this is an exciting moment, where we have an openness to the gifts of the Spirit, it's, we are simply saying, God's in the house. And I don't know who, who is going to be the one today who's going to bring this or that or the other. Okay? And it, so there's an exciting part that actually God wills. God, he wills. Lord, are you going to will? Are you going to bring that in today? Are you going to, you know, and we're waiting for it. And yeah, that's great. And so somebody comes up and brings, and sometimes it's somebody we don't even know. See, that, that, that was nice today. Where's the chat who gave it? Yeah, there we go. Okay, so, um, and I thought that was, that was, again, a great example for me. Because sometimes it's people you don't know at all. Okay, come along. Actually, I've got something. I, I, I've got something to bring here. Isn't that exciting? I find that very exciting. It's not just, oh, the same old people. It's actually, this could be completely, completely different. This could be you. This could be you this week, who's actually thinking, gosh, God could use me to be, participate in this thing. And it's a kind of sense that, so we have this part. And this is clearly biblical. This is clearly what Paul had in mind of saying, church, what a great moment where actually God can just break in for the common good, for the building up of the church. Actually, he can use this. I find that very exciting. So what are the gifts for? Well, verse 12, he says, Since you're zealous of spiritual gifts, seek to abound for the edification in the NASB, that's the American standard, uh, or the ESV, which is uh, another version. Uh, so it says, for yourselves, uh, since you are eager for the manifestation of the Spirit, strive to excel in the building up of the church. It's a slightly different wording for this, for this particular word. So what does it mean? What does edify mean? It's a bit of an old-fashioned English word, isn't it? Um, and it's, oh, one of the things I found out this week, which I wasn't, I wasn't aware of, but in the Greek, it's a bit like the word oikos that some of you may know, um, which actually we say, what's your oikos group? What's your kind of, your home group? <laughs> your build, and there's a word, so it's two words together. One is kind of build a home. It's kind of like that. It's like, so what is, so whatever we bring in prophecy, whatever we bring in any of the gifts of the Spirit, it should be for the building up of the home, meaning the building up of the body of God. That's what we are, okay? We're like, it's like family, it's like home here. This is the, the community of God. Does it build up the community of God or does it not? That's the decision. That's what we need to be looking at. Um, and um, what we see in really in, in a lot of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, but particularly in Corinthians 14, is that we see that there was a lot of confusion going on. 
There's a lot of stuff that wasn't very helpful at all. Okay? In fact, it was rather disordered. Um, it was producing a bit of a distorted sound to the church. So it wasn't clear. Was it building up? Well, not really. That was the point. And that's why he was writing what he was saying. Now, you, know, you might know that I quite like jazz. Okay? And, um, you know, we've just had the jazz festival, you know. And I, I obviously want to, at times I might ask one of you, but most times, it's Anne, okay, my dear wife. And I'll say, do you fancy coming along to see some jazz? She's like, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I know that most of the time it's just to please me. Uh, <laughs> most of the time I choose well, but... And it's a, it's, it's a small but. No, <laughs> there have been times when we sat through some jazz and I've looked around at Anne and I've realised that it, this is just utter confusion and noise to her. <laughs> Partly I can tell that because she's got her hands over her ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously waiting for that wonderful moment where chaos is brought (laughs) and all the competing dominance of all the different instruments. Suddenly there's calm and there's a chaos and the original score that came at the beginning that then went into chaos is coming back again slowly through different instruments and the whole thing comes to a crescendo of uh, clarity. Uh, But it could, at that middle moment, be somewhat like a jumble of chaos. And I think that's quite a good example of really what Paul was saying to the Corinthian church. He wasn't saying, don't play jazz or don't have the gifts of the Spirit, but he was saying it needs to build up the body and not kind of be just confusing babble of whatever noise. So what I want to say is make sure that what you bring to the church, for the church's benefit, is for her benefit. It's not to boost your own ego. It's not to show off how spiritual you are. It's not as a sort of soapbox to kind of express your frustrations about a particular issue. And it's certainly not to get at one particular person in particular. Um, Actually, what it's for is to build it up rather than tear it down. Before I leave the jazz analogy, I just want to say uh, we did go and see the Blind Boys of Alabama, which uh, was just an amazing show uh, at the Festival Hall. And just, I can't, this is last week. And uh, the wonderful thing about it, so you've got these, these guys who, four of them genuinely are completely blind. They've been playing together, many of them, for 60 or 70 years. Um, and they're just singing gospel for like an hour and a half. And you've got the whole of the festival hall, all these, all these jazz buffs, who are just basically hearing about how wonderful Jesus is. <laughs> and how, how much the grace of God affects our life and so on. And I, it was just amazing. The people next to us kind of walked off because they couldn't stand it. But I, I was speaking to a young couple on the other side of us. And I said, oh, did you go to church and stuff? said, no, 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 we don't. We just, we went to 
something in Harlem. And we just so loved the music, we thought we'd come along. We never go to jazz, but we actually thought we'd come along to this. And I thought, wow. And right at the end, you've got nearly a 1,000 people standing on their feet, clapping and just enjoying this thing. And I thought, that is just, for Edinburgh, that is a miracle. <laughs> so it's uh, on Spotify if you want to have a look. Okay, let's have a look, closer look at prophecy. Well... Um, first of all, it is interesting that Paul actually gives us um, this, this gift of prophecy at a higher rank than many of the others. Okay? He says, well, it, it's really good to want to bless the church by demonstrating the gifts of the Spirit. Great. But, earnestly desire them all, but in particular, desire prophecy. In particular, desire prophecy, 14.1. Why is it that he promotes prophecy above all the others? And I want to put it to you very simply, going back to my first point, is that it simply edifies the church. It builds up the church better. That's why. It, in a simpler way, in a, in, it succinctly, sometimes just a minute, Somebody can come, they can bring a prophetic word, and you know what? Actually, that can just be, that one minute can be like, wow, that was just, you know, many, many times. Uh, Both I've had it and other people have had it, and they go, that so spoke to me, it was kind of helped change my life at that point. And it can just be a very short little bit, which is amazing. Um, It's not there to replace scripture, okay? Um, I realize that there's many well-meaning Christians who've just misunderstood that once you have the full canon of Scripture, which was, was kind of completed about 300 AD, uh, that we don't need the spiritual gifts anymore. I want to say that's a bit like saying that because I've given you a Bible, I don't need to encourage you anymore. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it is very encouraging, but actually... There's an immediacy and a sense of now and a sense of personal connection. Let me say a bit more about this. True scripture will never counteract scripture. Sorry, true prophecy will never counteract scripture. Um, nor God's heart. What it's there for is to bring an encouragement and a strengthening. But there's a kind of now part of that. So let me just give you some kind of current example of that. So let's say, you know, what, what did we just hear about this morning? We heard about West Lothian Church Plant, but we also majorly heard about the evening meeting, okay, that we're going to be starting in September. So this is a current thing. And we can therefore kind of expect that God wants to bring something to us currently, something encouraging, prophetically or using some of the other gifts to actually help us with that and say, oh, kings, you know how you're doing this thing? I'm going to kind of encourage you in that line. So it actually becomes relevant to us. We were, uh, I was in West Lothian Church Plant this week, and we were praying for this kind of new venue that we're hoping to get. Okay, it's, you know, where God was speaking to us prophetically 
about the venue because it was current and it was relevant to us in our situation at that time. Scripture tells us about God and his purposes. But actually, prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit are bringing something that's current, that's relevant to us today, now. A year's time, it'll be different. But right now, there's a relevancy. Okay. Um, God wants to continually and actively demonstrate that he cares. Okay. Prophecy brings an immediacy of his presence. It is a right word in season. Now, we see that prophecy in the Old Testament... Uh, was given to select individuals called prophets. Uh, there was a high standard. Uh, they, was, they had to be speaking directly what God was saying to them. Um, if they didn't, there was, there was trouble. Uh, Joel, one of those prophets, prophesied that in the last days, we would see old men dream dreams and young men seeing visions, that it was actually going to be, there was going to be this gift given to all the people of God, okay? We also see in, we see Moses, uh, I was kind of interested to read this week in uh, Numbers 11, and he says, I would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that he put his spirit on them. There was this kind of thing that Moses, a prophetic word really that Moses was saying was that he knew that actually not everybody was prophets, but he's saying, I wish, I wish there were. I wish God would put his spirit. And you know what? That's exactly the case now. God has put his spirit on the church so that actually we all can participate in that. Paul teaches in Corinthians 13, we prophesy in part when we face, when we're face to face with Jesus Christ, we won't need to go through prophecy because actually we'll just talk directly. Right now, he's saying it's a bit like seeing through a glass darkly. Prophecy in the New Testament is not only through anyone in the congregation, which I've already said, but it's also not, it's not totally pure. It's not totally pure. Okay, um, let me talk a little bit about cataracts. Okay. Um, I know a few things about cataracts. Uh, so when you're young, you have nice clear eyes and you can see everything and you see far away and then you look close up and your eyes just move really quickly. Um, later on in life, it sort of starts to kind of that process starts to get a little bit more difficult. Yeah, that, that movement between close up and then far away, close up and far away becomes more difficult. Um, and if you get cataracts in your eyes, you start to get it, it starts to come a little bit more blurred um, and you can't see something. So we see, uh, for example, Isaac, um, it says that his eyes became um, dim, too dim. He wasn't able to see his own son. You know, they didn't have kind of cataract operations in those days. Um, so we, we see that. And I think prophecy is a bit like that, that actually we're seeing through a glass darkly. We're seeing some of it is accurate, but some of it is a bit cloudy. Okay, so what does this mean? Well, it actually means that we need to weigh well 
It means that we don't just take everything that anybody says to you or to the church and go, that is just absolutely, we just need to do exactly that. No, no, we need to weigh it. We need to kind of take it and we need to weigh it. We need to think, actually, let's just, let's just have a look at that. Does that ring true to you? Is it right in terms of what, does that feel like that's what God's saying to us? Does it line up with scripture? There's all those kind of things that we, we bring into it. The great thing is that it also means that when you, and I do want to emphasize this point, I think, I think if you get one point today, I want to say, you know, I'd love it that more of us felt, you know, this is not just for a select few, but it's for everyone in the church. Everyone who knows Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Actually, God wants you part of the body of Christ and God wants you to be part of this thing to actually bring this building up and that actually we have, a, we have parts in our, not only a Sunday service, but in small groups and in other times, in prayer meetings, in praying for individuals that actually we're saying, what is God wanting to say? How can I bring some kind of building up for this person? That God would use you. God wants to use you in that kind of way. And the great thing is that you don't have to feel like, yeah, but is this me? Is it him? Is it just some random idea? The the great thing is that you don't have to think, it has to be just this high, high standard that actually I've got to reach. God's saying, well, it will be a bit mixed, but that's okay. Bring it, and it's our job to weigh it. Okay? And that's, that's how it works. So it kind of releases us thinking, you know, I can have a go. I can go, on the, I can go on the run, and I don't need to be the one who wins. I can actually just participate. I can do a bit. Uh, and it's a bit the same way. I can just join in this thing. Um, and I want to emphasize that. I'm going to finish um, in the last five minutes. And I want to touch on this distinguishing of spirits, okay? It's a slight change of tack. There is a lot less said about the gift of distinguishing of spirits than there is about prophecy. I think it is absolutely vital to the church. And I think it's something that's underrated and we never talk about and we should be. Um, That's my point. Um, So what is Paul saying when he's saying distinguishing of spirits? This is one of the gifts that God wants to give us. Well, he's saying that God gives his spirit that we may have some kind of recognition of what is of God, i.e. from the Holy Spirit, what is of man, it's a kind of bit earthly and a bit from my own spirit, or kind of a bit worldly wisdomy, my own thinking, or thirdly, what is from the enemy, okay? What is destructive and satanic and Actually, all those things can have a play. We need to be able to tell where something is coming from. You know, the food industry is getting hotter on this whole issue, aren't they? And they're, they're really coming to the point of saying, we need to be looking at where something is sourced from. We had it this week. And you've got farmers saying, look, hang on a minute. You know, as we kind of move towards this kind of opening up of um, 
of our sales and having other people bringing stuff into the UK. The trouble is that some people are going to be able to do it at a much cheaper price than we can because it's not done ethically. And actually, these animals are not being cared for in the way that we would. Or there's all sorts of rubbish that's being put in here that actually isn't good for us. So there's a high emphasis on the issue of where is it sourced from. And I think the distinguishing of spirits is a similar thing. It's actually saying, where's it sourced from? Is this the Holy Spirit? Is it really just this person who's kind of like got this point? Or is it actually something that's, that's really destructive and is unhelpful? You know, Anne is a lot better at telling when a food is slightly off than I am. She has a better nose for it, you know. And so she goes into the fridge and she'll kind of say, hmm. And it's not just about the sell-by date. She can kind of go, there's something a little bit off here. And she kind of can smell it, you know. And it's like, I said, it smells okay to me. Not quite sure about this. And she can kind of smell that thing. And I think it's a bit like that. God wants to give us a a bit of a nose so that we can actually say this. Let's just discern this. Is this, you know, is this from God? It's important. Before we let something ride in to the church, is this of God? We need to be good gatekeepers of it, just like we need to be people who aren't eating food that's off. You know, it's not going to do us any good. We need, in the same with the church, we need to be good at actually allowing in what is good for us. Does it, so here's some things to go by. <coughs> Um, does what this person is saying ring true as in terms of God's heart? Is that what kind of that, that what God's heart would be? Is it filled with grace or is it condemning? Is it, uh, does it lift up Christ? Do I feel encouraged at the end of it or discouraged? Does it fill me with faith? I love the scripture out of Philippians. Finally, brethren, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Those are the things that it, it should produce. Does it produce good fruit? Jesus would say, does it produce good fruit? Is it producing good fruit in you, in the church? It's a good way of telling I think this is particularly important uh, for leaders in the church, any, any kind of leadership, anything. You're leading teams, you're leading small groups, anything that actually God say, Lord, give me more of this kind of discernment of your spirit. I'm going to finish up in my last minute on three words. Okay, let's put those up. <coughs> three E's, okay, to leave you with. Everyone, edify, earnest. Everyone, these gifts are for everyone. It's not just a select few. Everyone in the church, okay, can actually hear and be open. You know, are you listening this morning? Are you listening tonight and saying, God, what are you speaking to me? What what could I bring that could be? And, and I'm not a leader here, and I, people hardly know me, but I, I know Christ, and I, 
God wants to use me, just like you did, sir, this morning, and say, actually, here I am. I'm just visiting, but I, I'm coming, and I'm, God's going to use me to bring something to help. It could just help an individual. It could help a whole lot of people. But actually, that's what I'm here for. That's exciting to say it is for everyone. Yeah? It's one of the wonderful things that's happened in the, the kind of New Testament times. Secondly, it's edify. Does it edify? Does it build up my brothers and sisters? Is this going to build them up or is it going to tear them down? Is it going to discourage them? Is it going to help them? And thirdly, earnestly. Don't be casual. This, uh, Paul's, <laughs> Paul's quite strong on this point. It's not like, oh, yeah, just kind of like if you feel like it, you know, maybe, uh-huh. It's earnestly desire. Earnestly desire. I ask myself every Sunday as I'm there in worship, God, is there something you want me to bring? Not because I'm one of the leaders, but just because I'm part of the church. Is there something you want me to bring? Earnestly, earnestly desire that God may use you for his purposes to bless the church because that's what he wills. Let's just pray. Lord, I thank you for this amazing break-in of your spirit. You want to break in all the time and to bring this encouragement and building up of your people. I thank you, God, that you use every one of us to do that. I pray, Lord, that we may do that more. We may see just a growth in individuals, in whole communities uh, as a result of that. Thank you, God. Amen.